my Bible. It's the word of God. It's the word of truth. A working knowledge of this Bible has the power to make me free. I declare therefore that I'm free because I read the word. I continue in the word. I meditate in the word. And I do what the word says. For the scripture has said, if the son shall make you free, you will be free indeed. I command your liberty right now. I command your freedom right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of uh, James chapter 3 and verses 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. I'm talking about speaking in tongues. Say speaking in tongues. Say tongues. Yeah, speaking in tongues. I'm teaching along those same lines. Uh, but this one, it can be subtitled fire for fire. Say fire for fire. Scriptures of heart, but for your sakes, I want us to read together. Anytime I read the actual scripture, I get revelation. But anytime I say it from memory, I don't get that level of revelation. So let's let's read it together. If you are there, say amen. If you're on your way, say wait for me. Okay, let's read it together. Ready and go. My brethren, be not what many masters, for ye shall receive the word greater condemnation. That means that look at me. Those of us who preach, many masters, he's talking about the tongue. That means that those of us who preach and um, we, we lead, we, we shouldn't put things on ourselves that we have not been anointed to do because we are going to receive the greater condemnation. Why? Because we have spoken much more than you have spoken. Because in the multitude of words, there's no need for sin. The more you talk, the more you are likely to go, get into sin. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The next verse, let's continue. Verse 2, what does it say? He said, for in all things we offend, in many things we offend all. But what? He that offended not in word, the same is a what? A perfect man. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to verse 3. Behold, we put bits in what? Horses' mouth, that they may what? Obey us, and we turn their whole body. Behold, also the great ships, also the ships, right? Continue. Which, which be so great and are, are driven of fierce wings. Yet are they turned about with a small helm. At well, that's what the, the governor listed. Let's go to the next verse. Verse 4. Behold also, oh, verse 5. Even so, the tongue is a word little member and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire kindleth. The next verse, verse 6. And the tongue is a what? The tongue is a what? Hmm. A world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Can you stop? Can you believe it? That means that your tongue, when I read the other translation, saying that, and our tongue is set on fire by hell. It's, it's being set on fire by hell. A lot of the things you are saying is not you. You are empowered by darkness. Hell is anointed you to say those things. Today, God will give us the answers. The next verse, verse what? Seven. For every kind of beast and all kinds of serpents, birds and of serpents, and of things in the sea is tamed and have been what? Of mankind. Verse 9. But the, but, it, but the tongue, no man can. It is an unruly evil, full of what? Thank God. It says no man can tame it, but I know what can tame it, the Holy Ghost. I said the Holy Ghost. So your tongue cannot be tamed by any man, but the Holy Ghost has power to tame the tongue. Let's go to Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, 2, 3, and 4. He said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a mighty rushing rain from heaven and filled what? The house where, where they were sitting and what? Verse 3. What did he say? Verse 3. Verse 3. 
They appear, I want you to say it very loud. They appeared what? Mm-hmm. Clothing what? Say it loud. Say clothing what? I can't hear you. I want to hear the tongue. Clothing what? Of what? Of what? Of what? Of what? They appeared to them clothing tongues of fire and it sat upon each one of them and they began to speak. They began to do what? In other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. Can you see the connection? Are you getting the message already? Praise God. You got it. Why would clothing tongues of fire, why is it called tongue? Why is it called clothing and it's a tongue? I have a message today, but I don't think I can preach on. So I'll just summarize for your sakes because of time. So I was doing um, enlistment service at the tree service. Say clothing, tongues of water, of charcoal, of fire. And then it's, look, I, I want to suggest to you by the, Liberty I have in Christ that the Holy Ghost, you know where it's at? So he showed them first what it was. Because why would you want to show me tongues that is like fire? And then after it's settled on them, the first reaction you see is that their tongues began to move. Are you, are you with me? Because I'm going to show you today that the tongue is the greatest weapon on this earth. And for God to take control of our lives, he had to take control of our tongue. That's why on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost sat on our tongues. Because the tongue is the secret, the director, the influencer of your life. Are you here? Let's pray. Father, thank you. We worship you. We give you glory for this few minutes we have left. Speak to us. Let us change the way we see life. And let's begin to command things to happen in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you take your seats? Say fire for fire. So number one, the tongue, the, the words. I want you to know that words are spirit. Say words are spirit. Jesus said in the book of uh, John 6 and verse 16, he said, the flesh profited nothing. It is the spirit that quickened it. Or it is the spirit that gives life. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are what? Life. Number one. So look at me, everybody. You are here. You are in the physical world. But the only thing you have that is spiritual is your tongue. Amen. And the tongue is the instrument through which words are elucidated or words are spoken. It's not necessarily the tongue. It's what you do with the tongue. The sound that the tongue produces. That is the spiritual dimension. I need to listen to me very, very carefully. Very, very carefully. So you are physical, but you have a spiritual dimension. And that dimension you have is your tongue. And that tongue is words. Because what the tongue produces are words. And words are spiritual. Come on, let me hear you. Amen. So Jesus himself said, look, I'm the creator. I know how things came about. I'm telling you that the words that I speak to you, they are life, they are eternal, and they are spiritual. Number one. So there's a dimension of you that is spiritual, though you, you are very physical. That is part of your body. It's your tongue. Number two. We understand that creation was done by words. Praise the Lord. Uh, Hebrews 11 and verse 3 said, Through faith we understand that the world, come on, say worlds. So it's not only one world, the physical world, spiritual world, angels, cherubims, everything that there is. Bible says that they were framed by the word of God. Mm? So that the things that are seen were not made through the things which, which do appear. That means that every physical thing you would see, it had a spiritual root. And the reason it has a spiritual root is because you can't see. Anything that is spiritual cannot be seen with your physical eyes. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's there, but you are limited by your natural vision to see. 
So I want you to understand this principle that anything you have physically must have been commanded spiritually first. Anything you receive physically, it must have been given to you first of all in the spirit because you can't have it in the physical because it's created by the spiritual. For by true faith we understand. See, I understand. Some people don't believe it, but we as believers, we believe it. That it's everything we would ever have will be given to us spiritually. That's why we are blessed. So who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you see, you are very blessed. Though you don't have money, but I can confidently tell you that once a tadpole, you become a frog. Once the process is in place, it will manifest itself. Somebody shout a big amen. Say, I have it, I have it, I have it. I can't say, I have it, I have it, I have it. Because if I'm blessed spiritually, it's just a matter of time. I'll begin to manifest all things. Shout a big amen. amen. So if today I'm broke, busted, and disgusted, don't look down on me. I belong to that same family tree. The God who did this for you also do it for me. Mind is on the way. You need to comfort yourself and be confident that God who has spoken, he will surely bring it to pass. Number three, death and life lies in the power of the tongue. Death and what? Lies in the power of the tongue. Ah, Proverbs 18 verse 21. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And he that loveth the fruit thereof shall eat of it. That means that if you choose to die, you die. If you choose not to die, you will not die. Oh, let me try the people who has it. Can you believe the Bible? He said death and life. So if you choose to live, you can live. You can postpone death infinitely. As long as you keep talking life. It's in the Bible. Can you confirm with me at all? It's there. So he's saying that death and life lies. So anytime you are living, your words is signifying you are living. Anytime you are dying, I can find the root of the cause of your death is your words. I said it's your words. And so today, God is going to give us the grace to begin to deal with this fundamental problem that we have, which is our tongues. Amen. The next thing about the tongue is that it's a very small piece of instrument. In fact, the tongue is an, is an organ. I think it's one of the smallest organs in your body. But look at the things that your tongue can do. He said, so is the tongue. He said, how great a matter a little member kindling. A little member. This, your whole body, this little tongue can change your sleeping place right now. Your leg cannot change your sleeping place, but your tongue can change your sleeping place right now. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? He said, he said, behold the horse. He said, we put bits in their mouth that they may obey us and we turn their body with us wherever we want. So look at the horse. A horse the reason why we call things horsepower is because of the strength of the horse. So we equate power to the horse. And you won't try to push a horse because it's very strong. But you can easily control a horse just by putting a little bit in its mouth. And when you turn it this way, the whole mighty horse will begin to turn it. It's the small things that will change your life. It's not the big things. It's your small early morning, morning prayer meetings that will change your life. It's not your fasting and prayer once in a year. It is a Bible reading you've been doing every day. The little, little 10, 10, 15 minutes thing you've been doing every day. That has great power to change the course of history. And change the course of your family. So, this great horse can be manipulated by just putting a simple bit in its mouth. Then he talked about the great ships. He said, look at this great ship which are driven of fierce winds. Yet, eternal with a small helm, with us whoever the governor listed. So you see this great ship, you can turn it with a little rudder. So, what I'm telling you is that, it's not the big things about your life that you are seeking to change. If you change your character small, everything will begin to change. If you can smile a little more, everything will begin to change. If you can have a little more confidence in the Bible you are reading, your life will jump astronomically. So it's the little, little, he said, take, take out the foxes. For it is the little foxes that spoil the vine. 
It's not the big foxes, the little ones. They can go to places you can't naturally go. So the next thing about the tongue, he said it's, 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 it's small, but it's very dangerous. Then he said, oh, how great a matter, a little fire kindleth. Verse 6, he said, and the tongue is a fire. Number 5, say the tongue is fire. Mm, you didn't say the way I, I said the tongue is what? Mm. Because if you look, it said, how great a matter, a little tongue, a little member. And then he said, ah, what great a matter, a little fire. So he equated in that statement the tongue with fire. That means that you carry fire. I say you have fire. Fire has many, many purposes. Fire can destroy strongholds. You can start fires that can burn for years and for generations. Today, the greatest instrument you have, God has put in it on your tongue. May you begin to deploy and begin to use it. Unless you don't believe the Bible and you came from Mars. But if I had somebody here who could just believe with me for five seconds, we are going to shake the world together. We are going to push the forces of darkness back. We are going to take territories. Because what the Bible says cannot be contended. It cannot be contested. It said the tongue is a fire. Some of you begin to light things up in the name of Jesus. You begin to light up witches. You light up powers of darkness. You set fires among them. Unquenchable fires among them. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Shadiyas! You look so helpless, desperate, and destitute because you didn't know where God put the power. You didn't know. The next verse, he said, even the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members. It defiles. Come on, say defile. It defiles the members, the body. So what really defies you is not what comes out of you. It is what comes out of your mouth. That's why those of you who are so uh, consumed about eating pig meat, snakes. If you prepare snakes very well, I'll eat it. Don't tell me snake. Amen. I mean, some of the snakes, the way they'll spice it, you think it's, it's fish. Praise the Lord. And you are so consumed about externalities. But what defies a man is what comes out of the mouth. Now, listen. Bible said, Romans chapter 10 verse 10, he said, For with the heart man believeth unto salvation, and with the mouth con confession is made unto what? The heart always needs an outlet. Once you believe something in your heart, it's not enough. Listen to me. Once you believe, you can believe everything in your mouth. That's why you see, for you to be saved, you must believe and you must confess. Some of you think that once I believe it will work. No, once you believe it will not work. It's not completed. He said, but the righteousness of faith. He said, but the righteousness which is of faith, speak it. Come on, say speak it. Speak it on this one. Who, who shall ascend it to heaven? Bring God. He said, the word is nigh you, even in thy mouth. Even the word of faith that we preach. So, if the whole system is anchored on words, you better have something to say. I said, you better have something to say. Oh, pastor, I don't know what to say. You must have something to say by the time we leave here. At least you can start with tongues. Clap your hands and say, every game. Charlie, Charlie, listen to me. If you are here, you don't speak in tongues. Say, yeah. It's like they've given you a whole sea and you have taken a cup to fetch the water. They say, this is your pool. It's an infinite resource. I have given all to the ends of the day. You think, oh, me there. A junk cup, you take a cup. They go and fetch the water. You say you are going to bath with a cup. That's how some of you are living. Because you refuse the great explorative power of speaking in other tongues. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So he said, with the mouth, heart man be, and with the tongue, confession is made. So it is the heart. So what gives expression to your, the things in your heart is the things you are saying. I just talked about tokens. 
The token is the tongue which reflects what is in the heart. That means that if your mouth does not confirm the things in your heart, it will never happen. Because many thoughts go through our hearts and our minds. Am I right or wrong? But we don't act on any of them. Anytime you open your mouth to say something, it is a manifestation of what's going on in your heart. I can't hear your amen. amen. So he said in the book of Matthew 12 and verse 34, he said, oh, you generation of vipers. Generation of vipers. The latter part said, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth word. He said, how can you being evil speak? Come on, say speak. Huh? How can you being evil speak good things? For a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good fruits. So it is your tongue that determines what is going on in your heart. When somebody says something, don't take it for granted though. They are telling you their secrets. They are saying it's a joke, but if you are a spiritual man, you will take notes. They make comments about your marriage. It's what is in their heart. They are giving you, they are giving audience, they are adding sound to what they are thinking about. Come on, can I preach with somebody? Shout amen. You are working with somebody, they make comments, and you trust them so much. Be careful, brother. And you know, you can't hide things forever. This mouth, ego talk. So when they talk, listen with the ear of the wise. Because out of the abundance of their, there's nothing like joke. Oh, I'm joking with you. They are not joking. They are envious. They envy you. Come on, let me hear you, amen. It's not only the words that are spoken. Words, you know, you can speak words, but we are not hearing. Whichever way, the math must be involved. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, he said, how can you being evil speak? So, it is the speaking and not the things in your heart that determines where you will go and who you will become. Are you hearing me today? Now, if God also wants to change the things in your heart, he will not start it from your heart. He will start it from your tongue. That's why we make confessions. What do you think confessions are? So that we can believe. Come on, I can't hear you, amen. So you believe, you confess. And to change the things you believe, you must also glossolalia. Say it. And as you are saying it, you are believing it. I feel the anointing here. Shout amen. That's why if you keep saying something, you ultimately believe it. So you see, the tongue is the key to the change. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say See, we have a high priest which is, who is passing to them. In Jesus Christ, the son of the living. Let's hold fast to our profession, which is confession. For we have not an high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our faith, but was in all points tempted yet with us. He said, hold it. Come on, say, hold your confession. Come on, say, I'm holding my confession. You are sick, but you are saying I'm healed. That's a confession. And if you keep it long enough, God will come through and heal you. Don't ever confirm the things the enemy is trying to tell you. That's why in the mouth of two witnesses, a matter is established. If you don't confess it, it's not established. People say you are failure. If as long as you say you are not a failure, you are not a failure. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Are you hearing me this morning? Yes. He said, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. That means that where this world today is a result of words. Are you hearing me? The Ukraine and Russia war, they just didn't start. They've been talking, 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 planning. So without words, it would never have happened. So is it, So the iniquity in the world, the wickedness in the world, is as a result of tongue. Tongues. Yeah, are you hearing me today? That means that nothing would ever, he said, and then he said, so is, the, so is the tongue among us. It defileth the whole body. That means your tongue can finish your life. Because death and life lies in the power of the tongue. This small member, eh, David said, Lord, put a zip around my mouth. Yes, I'm literally paraphrasing. He says, zip, zip this thing for me, Lord. Zip it for me. I've gone into many, many troubles with this, my mouth. 
I sent for the wife of Uriah, Bathsheba. I said, call her for me. It was this mouth that sent me there. If I did this, if David didn't say that, would he have brought Bathsheba? Please answer my question. Or he will use sign language. Mm -mm. <laughs> he said, Commander, what are you saying? He said, <laughs> Say, sir, we don't understand what you are saying. It was the same map. So he said, Lord, help me zip this thing. Glory to God. You know, he said, Cast not the king in the house. No, not in that bed chamber. A bed of the air shall take them. Anything you said about somebody, they don't know. Let me talk to the choir. Hear me well. Anything you say in secret about somebody, a bed of the air, it's called a spiritual bed. They will carry the message. Please put it on the screen, Ecclesiastes. They will carry the message and go and tell the king. Say, don't curse the king. Don't curse the rich man. If you curse a rich man, you say bad things about rich people, you will also never be rich. I say, you will also never be rich. They are looking for it. Amen. <laughs> Clap for them. They are doing very, very well. A word of little. He said, then he said, it set it on fire the course of nature. That means that even life itself is being controlled by tongues. Your tongue. And then it is set on fire of hell. Now, this is what blew my mind. That means that Sometimes, in fact, there's a power that controls the tongue. I'm suggesting to you, let me hear amen. amen. That's why you see, you find it very difficult to confess the word as soon as you say you are sick, the way you exaggerate your sickness. You are even surprised at yourself. Your little problem, the way you can blow it up, you are set on fire from hell. It is hell that is inspiring you to say the things you are saying. It's not from God. Because the enemy knows that as long as he has control over this tongue, he rules you. So if you were you, wouldn't you involve hell? So he's telling us that. Now, the issues of the tongue, hell is involved. And where is hell? Demon power. Satan himself. So the things you are saying, don't think that sometimes it is you that is saying it. He said it's set it on fire. Hell. It sets hell on fire. That means that hell is also involved. Because that's why things are going down. Things are being destroyed. Because Satan's kingdom agenda is three. Kill, steal, and destroy. Okay, for example, how did he cause man to fall? Is it not worse? Was it not fire from hell? Was it not the fire of hell? He said, has God said? That's simple. It looks so weak. It's so sublime. It looks so insignificant. But it's the power that changed us today. And see, we are going through salvation. Come on, let me hear you, man. Even salvation, God has not finished. He has only saved our spirit. Our soul is being saved. Our body will be saved. All these years. Just some chat in the garden with the lady. Has God said? That thing was fire. Hey. I said fire. But everybody's doing it. Let's do it. Nobody will know. You know. Everything is just, just five minutes and it's all over. You know. Nobody will know. Just clean your lips and then you are gone. Small, small suggestions. It's hell. It's hell. Satan is setting you up on fire of hell. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So listen, a lot of the people you are, they, they are inspired from the pit of hell. The friends that will not let you grow in Christ. Don't think they are very nice, but they are wicked. Come on, I said they are wicked. Your friend, anytime you are coming to church, they say, oh, but you go to church too much. You are dealing with the tongue of the fire of hell. Don't, don't, don't joke with it all. It set us on fire, the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. So listen. Then the next verse said, man has been able to tame beasts, birds, serpents, fowls of the air. But this tongue, come on, see this tongue. It said it's an unruly evil. And a what? Hey, come on, say unruly evil. And, and, and then full of what? It said two things there. It's full of evil and something else. What is it? Look, 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 look. Poison. Thank you. Come on, say poison. It's full of and 
what he's saying. Then he said, who, who, who can help us? Who is going to help us? For as long as we can't control our tongue, we can't control our lives. For as long as we can't control our tongue, we can't control our future. For as long as we can't control our tongue, we can't control the things we walk in. And we are not able to create new things. For as long as we cannot control our tongue, we are bringing destruction into our space, knowingly and unknowingly. And everywhere that is said, listen, Bible said, God shall judge every idle word. Why will God judge every word I said if words were not important? Think about it. Every word you have spoken is going to be judged. You better plead the blood over some of your words. If I were you, I will start pleading the blood right now. Some careless statements you made about somebody because you were envious. God has marked it down. May the blood cleanse it. <laughs> May he take it out in the name of Jesus. Every idle word you've said, you would answer for it. Why would God want to judge us on every single word? Because he knows the power of words. And you are here today because of the things you are saying. But today I prophesy something is coming upon you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now he said, this tongue no man can tame, but I know who can tame it. Hallelujah. Because as soon as you can tame your tongue, you can change your life. As soon as you can control this instrument, you can control your future. And that is exactly why the Holy Ghost came as cloven tongues of fire. It came so that it can begin to change and tame the power of this tongue. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. And we needed a higher power. We needed a higher power. And that higher power is above the power of hell. It's above the power of Satan. It's above the power of demon spirits. It's above the power of witchcrafts and warlocks. When that power came, it sat on their tongue and they began to speak differently. They spoke in new tongues. That means that the language they were used to, they changed it. They were always complaining about life. Now they began to give glory to God. They were telling themselves, we can't make it. All of a sudden, they were telling themselves, we are going to make it. They said God is dead, but all of a sudden, they began to praise God with their tongue. God gave them a new tongue of life, hope, and expectation. And that is what happens to you anytime you speak in other tongues. Shout amen. When you speak in other tongues, you are drowning the tongue that is set on fire of hell. You are drowning the tongue that is saying that you are a failure, you will never make it. You are drowning the tongue that says your life is over. Give up and kill yourself. Walk away from church. Leave your house. Get crazy. Do something. That tongue is from the pit of hell, but we have a greater tongue. The power of the Holy Ghost working through you by your tongue. Receive the anointing. Receive the anointing. In the name of Jesus Christ. I can't stop fornicating. Your tongue has been set from the fire of hell. One of these days, you'll be buried. If fire is coming from hell, what do you think the plan is? Is it not to take you to hell? I finished my message. And they sat upon them, clothing, say tongues. Clothing, as of what? Help me. Louder. And the tongue is a fire. So which, which fire has been controlling your tongue? The Holy Ghost wants to take control of your tongue with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Our lives are changing right now. That's why I said, when you pray in tongues, you don't know what you are doing. Look, you cannot pray in tongues and not be calm. The tongue that is on fire by the Holy Ghost, it quenches every other fire. You know, you feel so desperate and destitute that your life is over. But when you begin to talk the tongue that is fired or fired by the Holy Ghost, it begins to quench and annihilate the fire that is set from hell. I pray for you. May this word never die in your life. That's why sometimes when you don't know what you are doing, you are in a confused state, pray in tongues. It is the fire of the Holy Ghost that is come to give you inspiration, encourage you, and cause you to come out of that place. That's why we speak in tongues. Last week, I told you about speaking in tongues. Last week, 
two weeks ago, last week, and today I'm talking about the same speaking in tongues. He said, likewise, the Spirit helpeth our Romans 8 verse 26. What is the help? The tongue. We can't. We don't know how we ought to pray. How do you pray? Do you pray by sleeping? Do you pray by eating? Is it not words? Come on, am I preaching to somebody here? So everything is coming together. That's why I say we know how we ought to pray. The prayer is the tongue. So that's why the Holy Ghost is sent to help your tongue. Thank you, Lord. You will change your family. When you pray, listen, when you pray in tongues and you say something with understanding, don't think it's natural. It is the Holy Ghost countering the fires of hell. That has lingered on your tongue. And as long as the Holy Ghost can take control of your tongue, there's a future for you. There's a better tomorrow for you. God will do great things in your life. I'm praying for you. You don't speak in tongue. Some of you will lay hands on you speak in tongue. And that's it. You never spoke in tongues again. If I come, I put the fireometer. You see hell so all over your tongue. Uh, fireometer. Say, the thing is sulfur, yellow light is on your tongue. But the fire that is of the is blue, pure light, pure fire. Come on. I said, come on. I said, come on. Listen, this is the secret. If the tongue can be set on fire, and I'm telling you that everything you have done, it has been confessed, it has been manifested by your tongue. You can't stop it. So don't worry about the things you can't overcome. Just pray in tongues some more. When you begin to pray in tongues, you are going to quench the fires of hell. You are going to put to naught the fires and the ravagings of darkness. The fear, fearsome loss that has consumed your life. That you can't do anything about. It's going to quench. It's going to quench. It's going to quench. You are fire for food. Some of you, food is your God. Come on, I'm preaching today. You can't let food aside. Pastor, I believe you, but not my fufu at 6 p.m. Whilst we are fast, you have gone to the market. Please, mommy, Nichinam, two kilo. <laughs> a brother meets you, said, What are you doing here? So we are breaking at six. So I'm making preparation. Say, so you are using the time for prayer and the way to prepare for, for breaking your fast. Say, the whole day you are consuming with how you break your fast at 6 p.m. I heard the story of one woman who was. She used to go to the seaside churches and the pastor told them to fast till 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And he was staying with my colleague in the office. He said, Kuma! I try in here. He said, I try 11. <laughs> so, she would go and pray a little bit and come back. Kuma! I try in here. He said, I try 11.49. Yo, you are done. You more more handy drum and you she quen. Yes, yes. Kuma, I try in here. 11.59. As soon as it sounded 12, she had, you know, all the time she was, she was preparing the food. Stand on your feet. I want you to pray in tongues. My life is changing. My life is changing. Pray. Talk Look, God showed me a vision of praying for sick people. Serious one. Please, if you are sick, go to those chairs there. Don't be shy. Just go and sit there. I'll come and I'll pray for you. I didn't do it last week. I was... I was rebuked. So believe you are sick, you're not well. Just walk to those chairs. Then sit down there. If you want to stand, you can stand. I'll come there. Let's pray in tongues. Let's pray in tongues. Let's pray in tongues. <laughs> 
Listen, look at me, everyone. Those of you here, look at me. If you are born again, you have a right to receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you are not born again, let, let's me say this simple prayer with you and then we'll pray for you. Say, Lord Jesus, today I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I believe you are the Son of God. You died and on the third day, you rose again. Jesus, today, I give my life to you. No, 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 no. Don't do it. I give my life to you. Forgive me all the things I have done. I'm born a sinner. And I love sin. But today I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. From today, I will live for you. I repent of every evil thought. Every evil act that I have done. I receive the gift of righteousness through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Today, write my name in the book of life. I will live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.